Today is Monday, it's the 24th of January 2017. Today, Sayadaw will give a talk to the foreign meditators who are here for the Metta retreat in the Chamyemyain Meditation Center in the township of Bionluin. And the title of today's talk is The Five Enemies in the World. Sorry, The Five Thieves in the World. It's not uh, small thieves, but really big thieves. It's the kind of thief that does not only steal in a village or in a town or in a country, but um, who uh, steals the whole world. And not only this world, but um, the succession of many worlds. There are thieves that steal things in a village or somewhere in a town. So, people who steal things, taking things um, in a way that the owners do not know, so taking away things from the owner without the owner knowing of it, such a person is called a thief. And so, when a thief steals things from a person, then the owner of these things has lost everything. So, if a um, if all the money is stolen, then the owner has no more money, and so with that, he or she can no longer buy food. And because of having no money, the person um, then can no longer buy 
uh, clothes or pay the rent for a place to live. So in this way, a great variety of uh, difficulties and problems and suffering will arise for this person. So this uh, is a worldly thief. In the same way as there are thieves out in the world, there are also thieves in regard to the Dhamma. And also for metta meditators, there are metta thieves. So, meditators who uh, practice metta meditation, they have to be careful about these thieves. So, these thieves are always um, following the metta meditator, always waiting for a chance. So, these thieves are following a person all the time, 24 hours a day, and always waiting for a chance to steal something. So, as soon as the meditators lack mindfulness, when they are no longer paying attention, then the thieves get their chance. So, what do these thieves take away or steal? They steal time. And they take away or they steal the metta, uh, this quality of metta which is already present in a meditator and they steal the wholesome qualities which are present in a meditator. So, when the thieves um, take away the quality of metta, then this quality of metta is lost, it's no longer present. And because there is, um, there is metta is no longer present, so then, in this way, the thief also steals the time, the time for practicing, for developing metta. So, 
So for example, let's say the thief, the thief has stolen one hour. So that means for this one hour, the meditator is no longer developing metta. Or let's say the thief has stolen a whole morning, which means that the meditator uh, does not develop metta for the whole morning. Or there are even, or sometimes it even happens that the thief steals a whole day, which means that the meditator has no chance to practice metta for the whole day. So in this way, the thief uh, steals time and also steals the quality of metta, which uh, is also a wholesome quality. And because it's stolen, so it's no longer present. So often yogis are not aware of this. So sometimes our meditators may not be aware that the thief has come and they may not, may not be aware that the thief has stolen something. So for metta meditators, then their metta is lost or stolen, or for vipassana meditators, then the thief has taken away um, mindfulness, concentration, and insight. <laughs> or for ordinary people, a thief then uh, takes away their wholesome qualities. So, these thieves, there are altogether five thieves. The first thief is called Kamachanda Nivarana. The second thief is called Vyapata Nivarana. The third one is called Tina Mita Nivarana. The fourth one is called Uttacha Kukucha Nivarana. And the fifth one is called Vichikicha Nivarana. 
So these are the five thieves out there in the world. So these are thieves that um, are out there and take away uh, time and wholesome qualities. Um, they take away these things from people and from living beings. The first thief is Kama Chanda Nivarana, and Kama Chanda means sense, desire, and this applies to the five sense door of the eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, and the body. So it is this sense desire, the tanharaga, desire, lust for the five sense objects, meaning the desire and attachment, the desire for and attachment to sights, the desire for the attachment to sounds, the desire for and the attachment to smell, the desire for and the attachment to tastes, and the desire for and the attachment for touch sensations. So sometimes a meditator sees a nice, pleasing, visible object, so there's a nice sight, and so then immediately attachment, desire arises depending on this sight. And at that time, the meditator no longer develops metta. So then the meditator can no longer cultivate metta. So in this case, it's the thief called Kamachanda Nivarana, which has stolen one's uh, metta. Kamachanda Nivarana means the hindrance of sense desire. So, 
sometimes it can happen that one uh, has this sense desire and attachment to the nice side and uh, for one hour one is just emerged in enjoying this nice side is attached to this side which means that for one hour one is no longer cultivating metta. The second thief is Vyapada Nivarana, which means the hindrance of aversion or ill will. It's also called dosa, aversion, ill will, uh, hatred, anger. So, Vyapata is also a mental state that arises when one encounters an object which one doesn't like, an object which is unpleasant or displeasing, and so this might be a sight, a sound, a smell, a taste, or a tangible object. Sometimes it can happen that a meditator, a metta meditator, um, is practicing and the meditation is going uh, well, but then all of a sudden there is a very loud sound. For example, the sound of another meditator entering the hall um, with forcefully, forceful steps like dong, 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 dong. Or it can be that somebody uh, puts down an object, not mindfully, so puts it down uh, very noisily. Uh, or sometimes it can be that somebody uh, fiddles around with a bag or some uh, clothes which make a lot of sound. So if something like this happens, then the meditator can no longer continue to cultivate metta, but instead aversion arises. So then thoughts may arise 
who is this meditator who makes such loud steps or who is it that has dropped something so noisily? So then dosa, anger or aversion arises. So this is called Vyapada Nivarana, the hindrance of aversion or ill will. So because of this hindrance of aversion, then the yogi, the meditator, can no longer continue to develop metta. So just before that, the metta meditation was going well, but now it's lost. So this means that the thief of Vyabhata Nivarana, hindrance of aversion, has uh, stolen it. So in order that others uh, that one is not the cause for others no sorry <laughs> so we should be careful that we do not enter the meditation hall noisily and so do not become a cause for aversion to arise in somebody else And likewise, we should be very careful to put down things um, uh, softly without making noise. And likewise with other things, so we should be careful that we that we do things in a way that we do not cause Vyabhata Nivarana, uh, hindrance of aversion, to arise in other meditators. The third thief is called Tinamita Nivarana, the hindrance of sloth and torpor. So the thief called Tina Mita Nivarana the hindrance of sloth and torpor manifests as sleepiness or having a dull mind of indolence also the head falling over or it can even manifest in falling asleep uh, 
So one may notice a yogi uh, nearby whose head is nodding and uh, thinking, ah, this meditator's metta is going very well. But actually, it's just Tina Mita. So sometimes it happens that one um, is nodding and sleepy and has a dull mind for a whole hour. Which means that during this one hour one can no longer cultivate metta. And this means that the thief of Tinamita has stolen this whole hour. And also this thief then has stolen the metta which could have been developed during this one hour. So if you are really alert and careful, you will know when a thief uh, appears. So sometimes it can happen that um, metta meditation is going very well, that the mind is quite calm and concentrated, but then with this, in this state of uh, well-concentrated mind, then energy becomes less, and when energy is less, then sleepiness can arise. And so then the meditator does not know that actually this thief of Tinamita sleepiness has entered. And meditators may not recognize this sleepiness as a thief, but they rather take the sleepiness as a friend. And because the meditators do not recognize this thief, so then they uh, let the sleepiness be there, they accept it, and then they just stay with it, and they just nod and feel sleepy. So this Tinamita, sloth and torpor, is not a meditator's friend, but actually it is the biggest thief of a meditator. Mm-hmm. 
in our home when a thief comes? Should we just let him in or should we chase her out? What do you think? Yes, to chase the thief away. If one does not chase the thief away, then the thief will steal one's uh, things. So, if a thief comes to our house and we uh, notice it, then we should chase the thief away, you know, shout, thief, thief, and chase him or her away. And likewise, in our meditation, when we notice that Tina Mida, sloth and torpor, sleepiness has arisen, so we should chase Tina Mida away. We should recognize this is a thief and in the mind shout, a thief, a thief. In this way, chase the Tinamita away. If we do not recognize it as a thief and if we let the thief in, then it is easy for the thief to uh, steal the metta. The fourth thief is Uttacha Kukucha Nivarana, which means the hindrance of restlessness and remorse. So Uttacha means restlessness, means um, wandering thoughts. And Kukucha means remorse or worry. So, for example, the, the remorse of not having performed a wholesome deed that one could have performed. Or the remorse about having performed an unwholesome deed that one should have not performed. So then having the remorse that, oh, I have done this unwholesome deed. So, so these are the two kinds of remorse, kukucha. So this nivarana, this hindrance of utacha, kukucha, restlessness and remorse, that's also uh, a very big thief. Mm-hmm. 
So if the meditators uh, think about this, wandering mind, fantasizing, and being lost in thoughts, this restless mind, having remorse, this means that uttacha, uh, kukucha, nivarana is happening, the hindrance of restlessness and remorse. And it sometimes happens that meditators are not aware of their wandering mind, that they are not aware that they are actually thinking about something else, and that they still think that they are actually uh, developing metta, but actually they are thinking about something else. So it can happen, or meditators think about uh, various things uh, they should do, or they think about their family, or they think about what happens in their uh, village or town. And so in this way, meditators can be lost in these kinds of thoughts for a whole hour. and when they open their eyes and look at the clock, they realize, oh, one hour has passed by. So, when meditators, be it meta-meditators, or vipassana meditators feel bored, not interested, then they get lost in thinking, get lost in thoughts and fantasies, and um, so with that the boredom uh, disappears, but actually they are just lost in thoughts and are no longer developing metta. And even after one hour, they do not feel bored in regard to these thoughts or fantasies. And they do not realize that their time uh, has been stolen. So, the thief of Utacha Kukucha has stolen a whole hour and the metta is all lost, has been, had been taken away. So it is needed that we recognize this utacha kukucha nivarana as a thief.
we should recognize that this thief of Uttacha Kukucha Nivarana has come and with that we should chase, chase it away very quickly so that we can take up the development of metta again. And the fifth thief is Vichikicha Nivarana, the hindrance of skeptical doubt. So Vichikicha, skeptical doubt, refers to having doubts about the Buddha, having doubts in regard to the Dhamma, having doubts in regard to the Sangha, or having doubts in regard to one's virtue, Sila. For Vipassana meditators, it can mean to have doubts about one's Vipassana meditation practice. So this is Vichikicha. Or for Metta meditators, it means having doubts in regard to one's own Metta meditation practice. And so these skeptical doubts are Vichikicha. For a metta meditator, for example, one can have doubts about the fact that metta meditation will lead to a calm, peaceful mind because one has practiced, let's say, for one day or two days, three or four days, but still one has not yet attained a calm and peaceful mind. So then doubts arise, is it really possible to uh, attain a peaceful mind with the practice of metta meditation? I have not experienced this peacefulness, so I doubt that this is possible. So having doubts in this way means uh, vichikicha. Or 
one is cultivating metta for one's mother and father, wishing them, may my parents be healthy, happy and peaceful. May my parents be healthy, happy and peaceful. And while cultivating metta in this way, then doubts may arise if I cultivate metta in this way for my parents, will they really become healthy? Will they really be happy and peaceful? Mm, I doubt that uh, this may be the case. So such kind of doubt is vichikicca. Or else the meditator may think being here and developing metta for one's parents who live far away, so the doubt arises, how can my metta uh, reach my parents who are uh, far, far away? That's also a kind of skeptical doubt in regard to the metta practice. It's also vichikicca. Sayado has been teaching metta meditation retreats in different countries and he has encountered um, meditators, uh, he has encountered a lot of meditators who have such kind, kinds of doubts. So they uh, ask Sayadaw, in regard to the 11 benefits uh, of metta meditation, is it really possible to experience these 11 benefits? Or they ask, Can the metta that I develop for another person really reach this other person? Or they ask, um, when I develop metta for my parents, may they be healthy, happy and peaceful, Will my parents really become healthy, happy, and peaceful? All these different questions of the meditators point to the fact that they have doubts in regard to the metta meditation practice. So if these meditators have doubts in regard to metta, 
then they are no longer able to develop metta. So then they think, um, what's the point of continuing to develop metta? I only uh, feel stiff in my body, I only experience pain. Uh, it's better to stop metta. So, when these meditators um, reach a point where their metta has become uh, strong and distinct, then all their questions or all all their doubts they had disappeared. All their questions will be answered. When meditators uh, have practiced for a certain period of time and when their metta has become really strong and powerful, then they will experience these 11 benefits that can be gained from the practice of metta. When one's metta has become really powerful and strong, then it will radiate outwards and reach the object of one's metta meditation, the person or beings. When one's metta is really strong and when one cultivates metta for another person, wishing him or her, may you be healthy, happy and peaceful, may you be healthy, happy and peaceful, then it may happen that this person who is the object of our metta meditation uh, experiences uh, well-being happiness and peace. Metta has this power to make ourselves happy and peaceful and to make others happy and peaceful. So, in each living being's being, there is such a power. And even in, mat- or each uh, material thing has also a power. In each mind, mental continuum, there is a power. 
there is a power to unwholesome states of mind, there is a power to wholesome states of mind. The power in an unwholesome mental state or how the power of an unwholesome mental state manifests, Sayadaw will explain it with an example. Um, one lady in Mandalay, she suffered from a stroke. So she only could get up with the help of somebody else. At that time, there was a fire in Mandalay. So people then were shouting, fire, 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 fire. And this lady who had suffered from a stroke, she was actually the first one who was leaving the house and being out in the street. Why? Why was she first out in the street? Because of fear. Fear is an unwholesome mental state and because uh, she was so frightened, so the power of this uh, fear um, helped her to be first out in the street. At other times, yeah, she needed help to stand up, to get up, but now at this time, because this unwholesome mental state, the fear was so strong, so that uh, helped her to get up and go out of, and leave the house. So this is the power of this unwholesome mental state. That's the power of dosa. In the same way as there is a power to an unwholesome mental state, like anger, there is also a power um, there is also the power of metta. In the scriptures, there is, a, is an example to explain the power of metta. So, in that example, um, it's about a tortoise. Mm -hmm. 
maybe it's a turtle because to lay her eggs, the female turtle uh, must uh, go on land to lay her eggs. And after having laid the eggs, she just leaves them and goes here and there. Uh, when birds lay eggs, they stay with their eggs. They sit on their eggs and protect them. The turtle, however, just lays her eggs and then walks away. Um, although the turtle then walks away after having laid the eggs, but still she wishes that the baby turtles um, or the yeah the eggs the, and the little baby turtles that uh, develop inside the eggs and then eventually hatch, uh, so wishes them to be happy and well and healthy. And so the, the metta that the mother turtle has for her babies, so it's always there. And uh, then eventually the baby turtles will hatch. Um, if something happens to the mother turtle before the baby turtles have hatched, then the baby turtles also die, so then they do not hatch. If you don't believe it, so then uh, go and uh, uh, research it yourself. So then have um, two turtles uh, who have laid their eggs and then after having laid their eggs you go and kill one of them and then see which eggs uh, will hatch. This is an example given in the scriptures saying that the metta of the mother, the mother turtle, is very strong and 
it has the power that then the baby turtles will be able to hatch. <coughs> Sayadaw will give another example. This was about four years ago when Sayadaw conducted a Metta meditation retreat in Malaysia. In that retreat, there was a, a woman called Mrs. Wong who was practicing metta meditation. And uh, she practiced in the same way as you are practicing now. So on the first day, she developed metta for herself. On the second day, she developed metta for a benefactor or a respected person. Then on the third day, she developed metta for a very dear friend. So, on that day, she developed metta for her daughter. And her daughter was living in Australia at that time. Her daughter uh, went to university in Australia. So then she had an interview on that day and she t said to Sayadaw, it's really amazing this power of metta. And Sayadaw said, well, how? Please tell me. So she said, today I was developing metta for my daughter. My daughter is going to university in Australia. And my daughter has not sent me uh, a message or has not called me since about two, two, two three months. When I send a message to her, she does not reply to me. I am worrying because is she not well or what has happened to her, I asked myself. But I have been cultivating metta for her. And then in the afternoon at around 2 o'clock, uh, she called me. 
So it was her daughter who called her, and the mother asked, um, what's, what's the matter? Why do you call me? Is there something? And the daughter said, no, no, there is nothing in particular, but today I just was thinking of you very strongly. So then Mrs. Wong said, so yes, my meta has really reached my daughter. This is the power of meta, which means, yes, when we radiate meta, it really reaches the other person. So from this we can understand and have confidence in the fact that there is a power of metta or there is a strong power of metta. So therefore be careful not to let in the five thieves, which will uh, take away your metta, um, and rather um, develop metta to make it strong and powerful and have confidence in the power of metta. The other day, Sayado has explained you how to develop metta with two persons. First of all, uh, developing metta for oneself. And then, as a second step, to cultivate metta for a respected person for a person whom we consider to be a benefactor. So continue to develop Metta in this way, continue in this way today and also tomorrow. So today in the interviews, um, meditators were say, uh, saying that to the question for um, cultivating metta for oneself or for the benefactor, which one was better? And many med meditators said it was better to cultivate metta for themselves. That's correct because even the Buddha said that um, one is dearest to oneself. And so yes, uh, then because we are dear to ourselves, so when we cultivate metta for ourselves, uh, this is very good. 
So we ourselves are the dearest person, and then the second dearest person is the benefactor or a respected person. In regard to the second dearest person, the benefactor, the respected person, so meditators may have several benefactors, respected person, two, three, four, or even more. So if you have more than one respected person or a benefactor, so then today and tomorrow you may choose a second benefactor or respected person. For example, let's say today you are developing metta for the dearest benefactor or for one of your benefactors, a dear one that is dear to you, and then tomorrow you change to a second benefactor and take this person as the object of your metta meditation. And then the day after tomorrow you may choose a third respected person or benefactor and have him or her as your object of metta meditation. There is another way uh, to do it. And this may be that in one sit, in one sitting meditation, you cultivate metta for one benefactor. And then in the next sitting meditation, you develop metta for a second uh, benefactor. But always start with uh, yourself, radiating metta to yourself. So you always start with yourself, and then when you change to the benefactor, um, it can be the first benefactor, and then the next time the second benefactor, or uh, next time the third benefactor. So today and tomorrow, stay with yourself and the benefactors. May all of you, by practicing diligently, be able to experience 
well-being and happiness in body and mind. May all of you become uh, virtuous people, persons. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.